Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Whether you're catching the show uh, live or later on in archive, I want to welcome everybody to the show. We've got a 45-minute show scheduled ahead of us here. And uh, we're going to be talking a bit about astrology today. Uh, let me give you a little backdrop on me. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, uh, I am uh, Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. I work uh, with astrology, uh, numerology, tarot, animal cards, a number of different types of oracles. And I have been doing this for many years. Uh, I do private consultations uh, at uh, my home office here in Phoenix, as well as consultations with people by phone all over the country. Uh, If you want any information on any of my uh, personal session services, go to my website at web.me.com slash Ventura Words, and you'll be able to check that. All that info, by the way, is on the, uh, uh, should be on the page at Blog Talk Radio as well, too, so it's relatively easy to get to. Uh, that said, um, we, uh, I also am an author. I've got to publish two published books. I do a column each month called Snake Oil. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, just email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com, and I'll add you to the uh, monthly newsletter, and you can get my free uh, monthly newsletter. Uh, people get my column, uh, get discounts on sessions and all kinds of good information, as well as getting to read my books before they actually go to print, because uh, most of my books are a collection of my columns. Anyway, that said, uh, today's a fun show. We're going to talk pretty much about astrology. I'm going to open up the phone lines in about 10 or 15 minutes uh, for for questions and comments. Uh, I will take uh, maybe one or two uh, quickie mini-reading calls today, uh, although I do want to kind of gear the show a bit more toward astrology since that's what we are working on today. And again, I, will, uh, I won't be able to take my first call for about 15 minutes, so if you call in, uh, just be patient and hang And uh, we'll get to you as I'll get to everyone, uh, as many as I can for the day. All right, so we're going to talk a bit about astrology. Uh, You know, I know uh, for a lot of people, this can be a subject that is really near and dear to their heart. And then for some people, it can be a little bit of a uh, a difficult uh, subject for them. Uh, You know, astrology, when you really begin to study, you'll realize it is very mathematical. So sometimes people can get really a little bit uh, thrown by the math. Uh, again, one of the benefits of going to an astrologer is you don't have to uh, be a mathematical genius. You let the astrologers do it for you. And on top of it, uh, you know, you don't even have to really do much of the math. You know, in the old days, you would have to get what was called an amphiris, and you would have to look through the amphiris and, and find the calculations and draw an astrology chart. Uh, really tedious and often have someone draw it for you. Uh, but now, of course, with computers, we you can go to a website and, and lock in on your astrology chart really pretty easily. It's not difficult to do that. You do need to know your birth time. I mean, most people, I think, do know their birth date and the city that they were born in. Those two things are definitely requirements. But in order to get a really accurate astrology, you do want to have a birth time. And uh, I'd like to mention everyone who might have a struggle with finding that information out, you know, depending on how old you are, especially if you were born in a hospital, you really, the hospitals do have to keep a record of birth times. You may have a birth certificate, and it may not have your birth time on it. 
but usually uh, it is on uh, one of the copies. So sometimes you have to contact the hospital to get the original copy of the birth certificate to get the birth time. You, know, you can ask parents and, and, and relatives, and, and there's different ways of accessing it. But in order to get a really good, accurate astrology chart, you do want to be pretty clear uh, on a on a birth time uh, to be able to do that. You still can get some good astrological information, though, even if you don't know the birth time, uh, purely because most planets will stay in a sign for sometimes weeks, months, and in the outer planets, it's years. So you still can get a decent chart. But you're losing about 50% of a chart without the birth time because the birth time establishes your rising sign or your ascendant. So anyway, that said, just a suggestion if anyone's really stressed about, you know, not being able to access their own astrology chart, uh, you know, there there are ways to, to solve that. You know, you can hire a good astrologer who can usually figure out where your birth time was too, but that can be a little time-consuming and, and sometimes costly uh, dependent, you know, on, on uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm able to do this usually, but it, it might even take a couple of hours of really talking to someone, playing around with different things to really piece it together. Uh, but it, it can be done. But I, I would say take the easier road and find out what your actual birth time is from the hospital or wherever it was that you were necessarily born. Okay, so that said, um, I want to talk about some of the astrology that's going on, you know, for all of us. Uh, one of the things we I was going to talk about today was Jupiter's move into Gemini. So uh, Jupiter typically will stay in a sign for about a year. So uh, one thing I, I, I do like to remind all of my listeners of is, you know, if I make a reference to a planet, um, what we're basically talking about is when we look at planets, we're looking at the influence of uh, the fact that planets kind of represent attributes. So, for instance, Pluto, uh, Jupiter represents abundance and prosperity and philosophy and where we're larger than life and where we're optimistic. It represents that part of us, that part of us that wants to see things in a large way and in a big way, uh, the general part of us that's positive, you know, optimistic. Uh, so everybody, believe it or not, has Jupiter somewhere in their chart. So everyone has got some optimism, even the most cynical human being on the planet. They've got it somewhere. So when we look to see when you were born, whatever sign Jupiter was in, that's going to be kind of the style and the clothing that it wears. And then the house of a life, the 12 houses, is going to show where that tends to operate for you predominantly in your life. But now, since the planets continue to move, they also, can, they also uh, set us up for what we call transit astrology, meaning depending on what planet the house, uh, the house the planet is transiting now in your chart will kind of tell you where there may be movement and activity. For instance, we'll stick with Jupiter in this case. In my chart, Jupiter was actually in Taurus when I was born, so I natally have Jupiter in Taurus. So that's going to give me a tendency to kind of be optimistic and abundant around money, finances, security, practical things. It's going to tend to make me a bit indulgent, uh, because that's what you get when you have when you have uh, Jupiter in, in Taurus, but it usually will make you fairly lucky around money, and uh, and 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 security and stability, and all of those things, and it'll give you kind of that bounce back when you fall down syndrome as well too in those areas. So Jupiter actually just left Taurus, so I had what was called the Jupiter return, meaning since Jupiter is in my first house, the house of personality, my rising sign uh, of Taurus, I, I've been very lucky 
Jupiter transiting the first house. Now, for me, Jupiter, as, it, as it's pushing into Gemini, is going to push its way into my second house in the next month or so, uh, which is the house of money and finances and security itself and how we earn money and what we feel um, uh, you know, uh, stable about and what we value. Uh, so, again, I've got some kind of good astrology in that area as it pushes its way into Gemini. Now, if you don't know where Jupiter is in your chart, um, I'm going to at least give you some information about Jupiter and Gemini so you can get some kind of feel for this. And then uh, you could certainly contact me, and I could do a personal session astrology chart interpretation for you. Or you can look this up on your own or find another astrologer, if that's your preference, to find out what house it's in, because that's going to give you some more insight. So before I get to all of that, uh, let me say again that when I, if, I, if I mention the sun and the moon and I call them planets, even though technically they're not, uh, that's just what astrologers do. They call the major celestial bodies in our solar system planets. Uh, then the word for an astrologer is a little different. It means a, uh, a celestial body that represents an attribute of us. You know, for instance, Venus is uh, the planet of love and creativity and feminine energy. That represents that in our charts. Uh, the moon, not technically a planet, actually a satellite, represents where we're emotional, where we're sensitive, where we're nurturing, uh, what we need for fulfillment emotionally. So if I, you know, if I make that reference, I'm, I'm not actually screwing up. That actually is what astrologers call uh, a, uh, a planet, so to speak. So uh, anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about Jupiter's move into uh, Gemini, and then I think I'll start grabbing some of these callers that are uh, kind of waiting uh, now, Jupiter has uh, pushed its way into Gemini in the last week or two. Uh, so Gemini is a sign that represents how we think and how we analyze and how we uh, process information. You know, Geminis uh, often are very intelligent or very analytical. They tend to see both sides of things. It's a very curious sign. So uh, Gemini often is also a mutable sign, so it means flexibility and adaptability. So if your sun is in Gemini, and by the way, that's what when someone's asking what your sign is, they're really asking what your sun sign is, what your, the sun was in when you were born. But in this case, we actually have the sun now moving into Cancer, and uh, Jupiter has moved into uh, Gemini. So I'll talk a little bit about the sun in a moment as well, too. But Jupiter's move into Gemini means that what, what is going to happen for everybody is at some level you're going to get a stimulus in the next year, because it will typically stay in a sign for about a year, uh, toward uh, you know wanting to learn more, uh, to gather information, uh, to sharpen your mind, uh, to sharpen your analytical skills. Uh, typically, the, you know, Jupiter's move into Gemini is going to make us curious. It's going to make us want to learn more, understand things. Uh, Gemini is a sign that rules communication and expression. Uh, so as it moves into the sign, we'll often find ourselves becoming more optimistic and open about communicating and talking to different people. You know, that could be brothers and sisters, you know, family members, people around us, people at our work. It is really going to spur a certain amount of uh, interest in, in really communicating and expressing and, uh, and really opening ourselves up to, to talking to more people and using our analytical skills at the same time. Now, Gemini also is kind of a sign that sees duality in things, the good side and the bad side, so to speak, of everything. You know, the traditional image of Gemini uh, in, in a lot of different cultures is that reference to the twins, 
you know, it doesn't necessarily literally represent twins. Uh, that's why sometimes people will say, well, Geminis are two-faced. Well, I actually have not found that to be the case. I think that they, they see dual sides of things. And that image that you see in, in some cultural representations of Gemini energy is the woman with the half-beautiful face and the half-hideous face. And it represents that, that Gemini ability to see the duality in things, to see both sides of, of circumstances and situations. You know, like, you know, you could be very excited about getting married, and then you can get married and be very, very happy, and then a part of you might sometimes long for the days when you were single, and you didn't have to, you know, uh, get permission or commiserate with someone about every decision. So, and then the same thing can be in its reverse. You could be single and alone, and you could miss the companionship. So there is duality in everything. And I think that this is something that's a very smart attribute of Gemini. So, you know, if you have got a fair amount of Gemini in your chart, you're going to tend to be someone who does think a lot. You know, the positive pole of Gemini is I think. Uh, it's negative is I scheme. So that plotting and planning and analysis is something that Geminis just love to do. Uh, I, my, my father was a Gemini, and he would always, uh, my father was a great storyteller and often gave you a lot of information about subjects. He seemed to know a little bit about almost everything. Uh, but I used to think he was long-winded sometimes. It was just too much detail. With me being Sagittarius, I'm always sort of like, let's get to the deeper meaning. What's the point? You know, where's the entertainment value? You know, I want to always go to that. Gemini often wants to cover the detail itself and is fascinated by it. So as Jupiter pushes its way into Gemini, we're all going to get a taste of this. Again, if you look at your own astrology chart and you see the house that it's in, it's really going to get specific to the area that's going to be affected. But as an overall general rule, we do see um, that, that kind of feel and that tone of um, that, that urge to, to be more curious, to communicate more, to express, to open up our mind, to take in new information, to learn. You know, and learning can come from multiple sources. We can learn by, by books. We can learn by going to school. We can learn by checking things out online. We can learn by observing nature, talking to people. There's so many different ways that we learn. And Gemini is really an expert in that sense on, on that idea of, of, of having that mutability to look at multiple things. So as Jupiter pushes its way into Gemini, you know, don't be surprised if you find yourself getting involved in a lot of different things or wanting to learn multiple things at one time. Uh, it's not a strange thing for, for that to happen. So we'll see about a year of that. Now, uh, the sun has pushed its way into Cancer yesterday, I believe, and uh, we'll stay there for about a month. The sun will move from sign to sign about monthly. Uh, you can follow that with regular sun sign astrology. So as the sun kind of pushes its way into cancer, we're going to you know, find all of us experiencing a little bit more emotion and sensitivity at some levels as well, too. Um, often uh, issues connected with family and uh, your sense of security and what you value emotionally and, and how you nurture or are nurtured are going to come to surface in the next month as well, too, you know, especially if you're cancer. But uh, even if not, some of that is really, really going to surface as we find this um, the sun's movement into cancer. Okay, I'm going to touch upon some of the other planets as well. Uh, I think I'm going to take uh, my first caller here uh, since they've been patiently waiting um, and, and see what we have to, to talk about with on this end. And then I'll get back to uh, some of this astrology for everybody. Okay, again, I want to welcome everyone to the show, uh, whether you're listening live or in the archives. Uh, but let's take our first uh, caller here since they've been patiently waiting 15 minutes. 
Okay, 570, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. How are you today? Hi, Kim. This is Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Sarah, right? <laughs> Sarah, yep. Have we talked before? Um, I talked to you last year. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the name sounds familiar, but it, it's not popping in my head as an immediate. Okay. So, yeah. well, good that, uh, welcome back. Thank uh, you. Have you been catching the show? Yeah, I list, a lot of times I catch an archive, you know, because yeah. I usually, yeah. I always, um, I, well, that's one of the things about my show. I'm eventually going to start putting the show on a little later. It's just that I yeah. have it, I have it, I have so many business cards and things that say I'm on at 3.30 that yeah. it's such a pain in the ass to, like, change all your cards. And I mean, that, I think that's a weird thing about modern, uh, this this time in history. Again, it's like a lot when you change something because you've got to, even like when you, like, I actually had to, uh, get rid of a phone company I was using, and the whole idea of losing my phone number was like, oh, you know how many things I have to change if I get rid of the phone number. <laughs> but I do think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in, within the next year, I'm gonna push the show till probably 4:30, so more people can catch it, because that's what's happening mm-hmm. now. 90% of my listeners are, are are in archive. You know, they don't, they're not able to catch it. Most people are at work. So. Yeah, well, I'm on the East Coast, so I mean, it's much later for me. Oh, yeah, so that's true. That's, 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 yeah. that's a bit later for you. Uh, what what yeah. state are you in on the East Coast? Um, I'm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, so do you yeah. have a question, comment? Tell me what's on your mind, and we'll see what we can come up with. Well, I, I am enjoying the astrology piece because that, that's um, good stuff. Um, but I do have a question. I want to know if you see me and my boyfriend and all moving in together or, you know, like committing at all. Right. And that, like, you know, making a, 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 like a major step like that. Right. When, and when is, your, when is your day and month of birth? My um, is February. Okay, so you're Aquarius. Oh, you're Pisces. I'm, I'm, I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me throw this out to you, and then we'll, we'll take your question in case I have mentioned this. I always say every sign kind of has its positive and its negative. Uh-huh. And you know, positive perspective and its negative perspective. Uh, like again, in Gemini, the positive is is I think uh, Gemini's have an opinion on everything, and their negative is I scheme. And I've gotten a lot of Gemini's that got mad at me when they said, I don't scheme. I'm like, yes, you do. Every Gemini <laughs> is a schemer at some level. They're very smart. So they plot and they plan and they scheme. Not the way they Scorpio are. does, but they do it uh, just the same. Uh, Pisces, the positive is I believe, uh, and its negative is I escape. Uh, and, and, you know, for Pisces people, that need to escape is actually almost sort of a, a life force saver. Because Pisces can very easily absorb and take in other people's emotions and feelings, and is often a sign that cares a lot. So that need to escape and, and pull away actually is what keeps you guys sane. Uh, although sometimes, uh, you know, some, some Pisces can take that too far. You know, uh, uh, that, that kind of escape where it's like, you know, if you're escaping into drugs or alcohol or things like that, that may not be the best escape. So right. anyway, we all, you know, it, it's a Piscean theme. So. Anyway, what's your uh, what's your what's your question? What do you want to ask about today? Well, I just want, like I said, I just want to know if we're, if you think that we might move in or um, kind of just deepen, um, you know, that relationship at that that level. With the relationship that you're in now. Yeah. How long have you been been seeing this uh, individual? Um, you know, we got like we had a break last year, so we start seeing each other again last fall. Right. 
Because, you know, what I'm, I'm kind of hearing is, and I pulled a rune for you, so I want to tell you what the rune is, because a lot of times when, when people ask things, you know, again, I just kind of get a feel for a different oracle. So I pulled a, uh, a rune for you, and I'll tell you what that says in a, in a minute. But um, okay. what I'm kind of feeling is um, I feel like, you know, I keep kind of hearing it's like, again, it's like round two that you're working on stuff, but what I'm getting is I feel like in some ways maybe the break was good and things are better because you're you're communicating more clearly and there's more of and I'm not just saying you I mean this for both of you mm-hmm. that you're um that you're kind of um but by having been separate um I think you realized what you had and what you missed and vice versa at some level mm-hmm. so it feels like things are on somewhat of a better ground um are are you getting along better now Yeah I mean we still have a tendency to um you know when I think when we're both upset, we're both the same kind of person that, you know, we kind of, we'll just kind of go on our own show, you know what I mean, too. Right. So, okay, yeah. Exactly. And and when is uh, when is your, your partner's birthday? Um, He's May 2nd. Okay. So you've got a Taurus, uh, Piscean kind of thing going on here. Believe it or not, actually, whenever you have a sign that's two signs away from another side, from astrologer's perspective, we call it an opportunity. Meaning that it isn't necessarily ideal, but that it can work, because there is that with with two people putting the energy in, there's a, a tendency that it could actually go well. But what you always have to remember about Tauruses is, you know, there's sort of like a a very strong Taurus is often very very opinionated sign about what they think, um, and not necessarily in a mean way. They're just very very strong about what that what their sense of values are. In that way, um, but I always also say, you know, getting a tourist to fully commit can take a while. Getting rid of them can also take a while. So they're often in it for the long haul once they commit. So what I'm kind of getting is it feels to me like I feel like what I see happening in the next couple of weeks and next couple of months is what I'm hearing is it's like a series of negotiations that you're actually beginning to talk about and negotiate moving forward in the relationship and considering living together and and going to that next step. So that I like. But I feel like what has to occur first before that's going to happen is it's just like you've got to iron out the details and talk about it. And it I'm even also kind of getting it's like your um this this I don't want to say they're hidden, but they're elements of each other's personality that you're kind of like a little bit immovable on and that you might have to do a little bit of adjustment on, on both of your parts to get this to work. But it feels like it can. So, but, it, you know, have you begun to talk about it? No, no. Not we yet? talked about it. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. So I, I'm actually feeling like it's coming up, and that's what I'm hearing is that talking about it is going to come up first. And are you are, are, are you nervous about talking about it? Um, a little. I just don't think you know. I, I mean, I think he likes the way that things are, and um, I don't know. I think he's afraid of moving in together. You know, I, yeah. I think I am afraid of bringing it up. You know, but I think that you know, I either want to move, you know, step up or just step out of the relationship. Or step back. But, that. and, but right. that's what, and that's what I'm kind of getting. Let me tell you what the rune is saying here. Um, like I think I think this will be a big help to you. So let me let me read the rune for you. I pulled the rune, okay. and the rune. Are you familiar with runes? Um, yeah, I think last time we had you did a rune for me. We too, did last one time. too, right? Okay. Yeah. So this rune is called Burkana. It means growth, rebirth, and a birch tree. 
Okay. Uh, it comes up upright in this case. He says, this is another of the cycle runes. Burkana denotes a form of fertility that fosters growth both symbolically and actually. The growth may occur in the affairs of the world, family matters, one's relationships to oneself or to the divine. This is a rune that leads to blossoming and ripening. Burkana is concerned with the flow of beings into the new forms. Its action is gentle, penetrating, and pervasive. What is called for here is going into things deeply with care and awareness. First disperse resistance, then accomplish the work. For this to happen, your will must be clear and controlled and your motives correct. Any dark corners should be cleansed. This must be carried out diligently and sometimes with expert help. Modesty, patience, fairness, and generosity are called for here. Once resistance is dispersed and rectification carried out and seen to hold firm, then through steadfastness and right attitude, the blossoming will occur. Okay, so what he's kind of getting at here is really if you kind of go in deeper in your own psyche, there's a part of you that wants to do this and then a part of you that's not sure. And he's just kind of reflecting that back to you in your own way. And again, sometimes it's it's that kind of feeling, well, if things are already good, why change it? But I also think, I mean, do you really, when, when, you, when you pull away from all the things you're supposed to feel or want to feel, do you want to live with him? Yeah, I do. Like, I just want that, yeah, I do want that, you know, to be able to come home and have dinner. <laughs> like, I do want that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I want that, um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times when we're distant, it's because we have so much going on outside of, you know what I mean, like life and work right. and everything that, like, we don't have time for each other because we don't live together, you know what I mean? Like, even, right. it might not be, it might not be, you know, a whole bunch of quality time to get, you know, our quantity, but, you know, at least we're there, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Right, and and yeah. that's why what what I'm kind of hearing is I think that you can bring this up, not in a way that's like, you know, like, when are we, not, not in a, like, we, when are we getting, we're going to live together, not in any of that, it's more in the sense of, hey, you know, have you thought about this, um, you know, what, what, what do we want to do, you know, in the future, do we want to, you know, contemplate down the line, maybe living together, do we never want to do that, do we, you know I mean, to talk about it in a dialogue, because I feel like it, if you approach it from that angle, you're actually going to be surprised, you're not going to be met with a negative response, yeah. I feel like he'll dialogue well, and he'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I'm just okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad he's open to talk about it because yeah, I, I, I feel he is. I think you're phobic I, about it from other issues from before, but I feel yeah. like it, it doesn't have to be an ultimatum in that in that sense. And I, what I'm hearing energetically is I feel like you're building up the possibility of him shutting you down if you bring mm-hmm. it up. And um, I, I don't want you to do that because you don't have to. It's not okay. a li- listen. This is what you have to do because I'm hearing that this is um, this feels to me like it's a very real possibility uh, by the uh, the fall winter. So okay. I feel like yeah, I feel like things are going to continue to progress. That's why I think, and that's what he's saying in the rune about any dark corners should be cleansed. Mm-hmm. Like just to put it on the table and begin to talk about it again, not in a way you know it's it's really like you know it's really coming to that conclusion of of a win win situation for both concerned whether it could be beneficial. So I'm hearing there'll be some practical things that are discussed and dialogued with as well, and and I want you to take it from that angle. The best way to appeal to a Taurus is appeal to the practicality of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it just works like a charm. 
And, it, and what you said to me is, is a very good thing to say. I just think that a lot of times we're away from each other. Maybe it would be cool if we talked about living together. At least that way, since we're both busy people, we get to at least see each other a little more since we'd be in the same space. Um, yeah. So, so I like that. Bring that up from that angle, and, I, and, I, and again, just do it again. Not get put the put the anguish and the anxiety down. Around yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You've had I think some you past might... issues around this, right? Yeah, I think he might be a little um, concerned too about his kids. You know, like I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for that. I mean, they're kind of growing up. They're getting older now. You know. Right. But so that they can handle it. But that's kind of what I'm feeling because I feel like it's on the it's going to get on the table and begin to be talked about, and then you're actually going to begin to talk about a plan. And I like that. I think that alone is going to make you happy because it will also give you time. But you'll see that he's not as adverse to it as you might think um, if you're willing to kind of plan for it as a as a future thing when the timing is right and when it fits. But I am feeling yeah. like you're you're supposed to be in this again. That I feel like there were a few things that were fixed from the separation. So keep yeah. working on okay. it. All right. Good. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in again. Glad to, uh, glad you called back. Thanks. Good luck with everything. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you for that call, Sarah. Um, nice to hear back from someone from the past. I had another caller, but they dropped off. So guess we'll go back to the astrology stuff with our last 15 minutes here. Uh, if you are listening to the show live, you want to call in, I could probably take one more caller for today's show. Call in number is uh, 646-200-3966 here on Snake Oil Radio. Uh, you may need to dial a 1 before that. Again, that's 646-200-3966. Uh, if you want to call in, I could take probably one more caller uh, today. Uh, as we as we uh, finish off our last 15 minutes of the show, you know, let me bring up on a, a completely different subject as well. That um, I did a show uh, a couple shows back. I did an interview with an interesting uh, young man named Apollo Poetry, and uh, he's kind of a rapper author. He did a video recently called "Spiritual Bullshit" that's on the internet. Um, he's an interesting character. Uh, and I did an interview here on uh, Snake Oil Radio with him again about a month and a half ago. And, you know, it turns out now he's actually on this ABC show called Glass Houses. It's one of those, like, Big Brother-type shows where they put all these people together in a glass house so you can see everything that they do, and there's all kinds of competitiveness and games and all kinds of crap. But uh, <laughs> I actually caught it myself. I'm, I, I rarely watch stuff on network television. Um, if I'm going to watch TV, it's usually HBO and Showtime and Stars. It's like what I call the good stuff. Uh, but anyway, but I did catch uh, one of the episodes of, of Glass House, and it was fun to watch Apollo because he's such a metaphysical um, guy that even in the show, he you, you're supposed to make alliances with people, and he refuses. Uh, you have to vote someone off each show, and his way of doing it is uh, everyone pulls a random card, and whoever pulls the bad card is the one he votes negative on. So he just he's trying to create no karma whatsoever. So very funny, just such a great example of an old soul trying to avoid creating karma, period. So if you, if you catch it, you'll you'll get a laugh. Listen to the archive interview. He, he's a really smart guy. It was a, it was a great uh, interview. He's a, you know I guess he's kind of similar to me in some respects because he's got a lot of Scorpio and Sagittarius in his chart, as do I. He's a little more heavier uh, with Scorpio than I am, but I'm, I'm more Sag, but uh, I've got some Scorpio Sag in me too, so I just had this immediate ease and rapport with him 
that that had come up uh, rather rather quickly. So uh, anyway, check that out. Uh, you can check out the archive show. It's, it's actually a really good uh, good show to catch anyway. Um, so all right, so I want to mention that. Uh, let's get back to our astrology here. Uh, before I get talk about the other basic planets, where they are right now, and so you get a feel for all of your astrology, uh, let me mention that if uh, I've got a special running for this month, anyone who's catching um, the show uh, on, on Snake Oil Radio here, for the rest of June only of this year, um, if you call me, or email me, uh, I can uh, set up an astrology, a full astrology reading for you, uh, which is normally a 70-minute session. I normally charge 110 for, and any of my snake oil uh, listeners, whether live or on archive, are welcome to uh, ask to do that uh, for a discount of 40 bucks. So it'll only be 70 for a full 70-minute uh, session that's recorded on audio cassette as well, too. To really get into your astrology chart and have a professional astrologer do it is really awesome, guys. Uh, just one of the coolest things that you could do. It's just such insight about us as individuals when we're able to do it. So uh, anyway, uh, I will mention that. Uh, uh, that's available. You can email me for that uh, or get that info from the site here. Okay, let me see. Someone's writing something in the chat room. I want to address that. Um, I would like to know when William will call me. Also, there's another woman in the picture with him. Do you feel he will... Let me see. Uh, okay, so this is Kelly saying, I would like to know when William will call me. Also, there's another woman in the picture with him. Do you feel he will work it out with me or should I move on? What type, What is your energy, uh, please? Can you please answer on air? I can hear you, or you can type to me. My name is Kelly. Okay. Kelly, I'm not going to type it to you only because then all the other listeners have no idea what's going on. So I'm, I'm going to have to just say it verbally for you. You know, I, I think that um, you know people ask the, this kind of this question a lot about you know whether someone's going to call them or, or things of that nature. And you know sometimes I can pick up on things like that. But um, uh, specifically in terms of time, you know, what I'm hearing about this just purely from an intuitive level, because I think you really like this guy and, and I think that's cool, but I'm hearing that I don't think, I don't feel like he's answering you in the time span that would be like appealing to you. I feel like he is, um, for some reason, he's, he's not necessarily, uh, you know, getting back to you in a way that you'd like. I, I feel like you're going to hear from him uh, inevitably, but I'm, I'm not getting a really totally positive feeling about this at the moment because I do feel like there's something else that he's involved in that he hasn't fully solved or that he's connected with at this point. So that's what I'm hearing. I pulled an angel card in this for you, and it, it, the angel card that came up is the angel of forgiveness. So it usually means that there's some frustration around the situation and the subject, and that's kind of a validation of what I'm feeling. Um, so my, my feeling with it is what I'm hearing is I feel like you should kind of walk away from it um, because I'm actually hearing that someone else is going to pop into the picture like within the next two weeks that you're going to be interested in. And I'm laughing because I feel like as you get drawn into something else, that's when you end up hearing from him. 
So it's like it's like you're letting it go, and then suddenly he resurfaces. But I like this direction um, that that spirit is telling me that that someone else. I feel you're flirting or finding an interest in someone else in just the next couple of weeks. So I, I, that's what I'm going to encourage you to do, because I, and I think that's kind of an interesting universal law. It's like when you let go of something and just decide to hell with it. Um, it's almost like that. It almost resurfaces. Uh, uh, yeah, so exactly, and, and what Kelly's writing in the in the chat room is, he, yes, he has to solve some baggage he has because he will feel my energy leaving, exactly. So it's like when something's available, sometimes people don't pull on it, but when they feel like it's gone, that a lot of times will make them nervous in the sense that they're, they're interested in pulling back at it. So that's what I'm feeling with this. And, you know, the one of the ways to open up the doorway to allowing, you know, an intimate relationship or a partnership to come in, is to really, really go through that process where you release all of your past lovers, all of your past relationships, and be willing to kind of start fresh and open the door to a uh, to uh, just allowing something new, just letting it go. My joke is I've said this to a lot of people. I always say all exes get hit with the ugly stick. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you're supposed to get to that point where you really do detach from it. It's sometimes it's easier for than others. I'm Sagittarius. Of course, it's maybe it's a little easier for me. Uh, but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a wisdom in knowing how to do that. But uh, Kelly's writing uh, that uh, she knows that he cares and loves her. Uh, do you feel he will wanting to work it out with me like it is one of his intentions so you feel he will break through with his situation. An answer to that, yes, that I do feel like he's going to come to surface again, but I will tell you I feel like you'll be interested in someone else when that happens. So that's why you're not going to find yourself as pulled to it at that point or that you'll be in, in some kind of you know decision-making process around it. But that's the key is to learn how to be willing to open up to abundance, to really, really allow yourself to to be be comfortable with that so uh that that's what's going to come out of it yeah there is some connective of something that still has to work out here uh so that's my suggestion so hang in there with it but let the next door open because that will that will kind of start moving the energy around and i and i like what i see behind the next door it feels like it's going to interest you a lot just hasn't surfaced yet but like in a couple of weeks so, all right, thanks for that question, uh, Kelly. I'm assuming um, uh, that was your, uh, that was your uh, other uh, prompt here from my, my chat room. Okay, so, uh, all right, let's go. Uh, we gotta, we've only got about six more minutes, so I, I want to finish the astrology for everyone else who's listening. Thank you for that question, um, Kelly. Uh, so we talked about Jupiter. We talked about the sun. Uh, Venus is also in Gemini, but it's been going backwards, retrograde. So, you know, I think it's got a couple more weeks on this retrograde motion, uh, but it's uh, it won't go far back enough to go back into Taurus. But usually, you know, retrograde Venuses to me aren't that tough. Venus represents love and feminine energy and creativity. So when it goes backwards, I think we're asked to look at how we are receptive, how we receive. I know for me what had happened is I realized that I'm often very, very aggressive around love matters. Like I, I tend to be aggressive, not a shock for a fire sign. But um, I was thinking a lot about that myself, too, about using the feminine energy to just draw a new relationship to me, draw a partnership to me, to not have to feel you need to go out and look for it. So I think that, to me, is a big part of what I, what I think I was getting out of the Venus in Gemini retrograde that has been, uh, that has been going on. 
So we've also got Mercury is still in Cancer, but Mercury is working its way into Leo within the next week or so. Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves mentally. Uh, needless to say, in case anyone didn't piece this together, Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini natally. That's kind of interconnected. So Mercury's going to push its way into Leo in the next week, which is good because that's going to get us to be, really be thinking a lot about being more playful, more creative, more optimistic around uh, around relationships, around around the way we relate and interconnect with other people. You know, as Mercury moves into Leo, it's always going to give everybody a little bit of a healthy cockiness, a little bit of lion syndrome. So if you've you've natally got Mercury in Leo, you already got it. But the Mercury's push into Leo is going to kind of push a little bit of that up and out for most of us, that, that interest in, in being a lot more playful, a lot more, you know, like a cat in the sense of valuing yourself. You know, the difference in having a dog and a cat is a dog will worship you and love you and be loyal. Cats can also, but typically most cats usually have a perspective that they feel like they're your roommate and you're just as lucky to have them there as you, uh, you, you are, uh, they are to have you. So they tend to see it as more equal. One of the reasons why sometimes people don't like cats, they think they're snotty. You can also look at it as healthy. <laughs> cats tend to like themselves in that respect. Uh, so anyway, we've got Mercury's move into uh, Mercury's move into Leo for the next month. It will stay in the sign for about a month or so unless it goes retrograde, which I think it kind of will. I'm going to have to check that out. Now, Mars represents our male energy and aggressiveness, and Mars is now in, uh, let's see, Mars has been in Virgo for a while. Uh, it's got a little bit of time on it, but I'm, I'm guessing within about the next two to three weeks, Mars will push its way into Libra. So Mars will stay in the sign for about two months. It'll typically make us very aggressive about that area. So Mars has been in, in Virgo for, for quite a while, actually, for a couple of months now because it went retrograde and has gone back over. So Mars in, in Virgo has gotten a lot of us to be very anal and particular about how we fix things, how we get things done, how we study, how we learn, how, we, um, how we're nitpicking in the best possible sense of what that word means. So we've got a couple more weeks. It's going to push its way into Libra, and that's going to get us to kind of um, – put more energy into partnerships and relationships and, and balance and harmony with other people. But, you know, I always think Mars and Libra is like the Pat Benatar song, Love is a Battlefield. It can make us sometimes battle a little bit too. But, you know, one of the things I always like to remind everybody of is, you know, even in relationships, an occasional battle is actually a good thing because the battle will help clear the air. Sometimes you've got to air out your dirty laundry and work things out and not be afraid of uh, of a uh, you know a healthy confrontation. Now, if you're confronting and you're fighting all of the time, then that's a bad thing. So I know um, you know this kind of goes back to Sarah's call too. Sometimes you know for water signs it can be difficult to confront, whereas for fire signs like me, it's a little too easy. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to learn how to not to do it. But um, as Mars pushes its way into Libra, it's going to bring up some issues around relationships. But, again, you can use it in a good way because it actually can become a healthy thing that it could begin to kind of heal and fix and really kind of get your points across in, in a strong, healthy way. Okay. 
Looks like I'm down to my last two minutes here. Show went very fast. We had a, a, a great call and a great question in the chat room as well, too. So um, I want to kind of finish up. I was going to talk a little bit about the outer astrology, but I'll catch up with that maybe in my next show. Uh, I am going to take uh, next Thursday off, so I won't be here, but I'll be here the following Thursday for my uh, column read show. And, uh, you know, definitely catch that. Um, uh, my next column will come out at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the month, as usual. So we'll have the column read uh, and then talk about that particular subject on our next show, which will be two weeks from now. So, okay, a little reminder to everyone, if you're not already getting my uh, monthly newsletter, email me at Ventura, uh, Sag, V-E-N-T-U-R-A, S-M, A is an Apple, G is an guy, at yahoo.com. Get added to the mailing list. Uh, it's a free monthly newsletter, a lot of really good information. I am a really kick-ass writer, uh, so you get to read my books for free. If you're interested in any of my books, go to Amazon, and you can get Dirty Little Secrets or Snake Oil Volume 1 through Amazon, or you can contact me directly buy it from me and I can mail it to you and even sign a copy as well for you. Uh, and uh, we've got another uh, almost two, a little week and a half on uh, this uh, astrology special. If you've never had your astrology chart done, email me, set up an appointment for this month, and uh, you get a $40 discount off my normal price uh, if you tell me that you caught my radio show. If you said I caught Snake Oil Radio, I'll give you the discount uh, good until the end of June. So even if you can't get your session in, call and even purchase it. That way you can use it any time in 2012. All right, last few minutes here. Thank you, uh, Sarah, for your call. Thank you, Kelly, for your question as well, too. Thank you for everybody listening live or catching the show in archive. We got to talk a little bit about astrology uh, today. I think I'll probably add this somewhat to the monthly mix uh, with my shows. So this is Jim Ventura with Snake Oil Radio. Uh, everybody have an awesome uh, Thursday uh, stay out of the heat, 109 degrees here in Phoenix today. Of course, it's 79 degrees in my house, so I guess it's not that bad. So I'm going to go outside. <laughs> anyway, thank you for tuning in. Jim Ventura signing out. We'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. <laughs>